this series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair because it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Shecky Show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffy. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Yeah, let me get a large American dream to go. And uh, I take the rags to riches on the side uh, for here. So not no mayo. Oh. Is that something you made up? That's how I'm done working on it. It's my new, my new line of foods based on American slogans. You know, I, let me get a large, uh, you can make it if you try, with uh, no ice. Oh. Yeah? I like it. Let I me like get it. a large, oh. whites only. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm starting fount- not to like it that fount- much. Fountain water. Uh-huh. And a, in the back of the bus. Uh, okay. Dessert. You had me at the beginning, and now I'm, for some reason, falling off. Oh, I don't know where the line is. Who knows where the line is anymore? Well, I think... Fine line. Well, I don't know that the line is that fine. Have you seen the sketch? It's a comedy with Dizzy Gillespie voicing. It's called The Line. Ah, okay. It's from the 60s. It's all about good, groovy stuff, you know? Cold War stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Dizzy Gillespie, baby. I see. Fine, fine artist. And the thing is called The Line, I think. Maybe it's called something else, and I just know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, well, that that could be true. And is it about uh, racial... Uh... Yeah, it's like racial, Cold War, Russian-American, you know, I, I don't know. It's like a line. You don't cross that line. You cross that line, we got a problem. You know, that kind of thing. And it's a little, you know, the line in the sand. I see. Well, perhaps... I okay, perhaps yeah. I will look for it later. Oh, it's very good. Uh, how long is it? It's long enough for me to see it and remember again, because I can't remember. I think it's a short... I see. It's well, sort of along the lines of masked man. Well, perhaps this would have been something great that you could have saved for our racial culture PC uh, episode. Well, I'm just, you know, future casting here. Okay. In a month, it is Black History Month. That's right. That's true. Well, why don't you just save that and we'll now, talk about okay. I got an interesting story that I want to talk about in Black History Month. Okay. Well then it's the Bobby Caldwell story. All right. Man, that man was not black. Okay. Dave. That is the twist. Dave. Okay. This is not Black History Month. Oh, this man, is- I got a whole show lined up in my head that I'm just about to do. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> Dave. Okay. Can you write that stuff down? Should Bobby I pause? Bobby Caldwell, baby. Okay. All right. Who are you going to Caldwell? Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, welcome, 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 everyone, uh, to episode number 64 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast, featuring your pals, Sally Fields and Burt Reynolds. Uh, 80s Sally Fields and Burt Reynolds, right? Okay. Maybe I'm just Dennis Miller. Chachi. 
Okay, that's that's fine. I don't mind 80s uh, Cannonball Run. Or not Cannonball Run. What is that? It, uh, there is a Cannonball Run. No, but she's not in it. She's not in the Cannonball Run? What's just the one I'm thinking of? Smoking and the Bandit. Smoking and the Bandit. Yes, I will be that. She's not in the she's not in the run. She's the flying nun. Right. Exactly. Anyway, today's episode. It has been a long time since we've done one of these. It has been since January of last year. Behind the music with Don Henley. Yes, that's actually correct. And ties in, right? Uh, <laughs> kind of. Uh, if Only if everyone else has listened to that one. Well, what the hell? Get on board. Anyway, uh, today is, our episode is Conspiracies, Unsolved Mysteries, and Deep Dark Secrets number four. Oh, there's about many of them. Well, this, is a, this is a reoccurring character. Yes. This is a sub-series, I called it, in our tweet today. Yeah. Uh, so what happens here is that I have one story from each category. It is either a conspiracy, an unsolved mystery, or a deep dark secret. And I will ask Dave which he likes to, which he would like to discuss first. Uh, and that's how we're we're gonna do this. So uh, are you ready, David? Yes, and I just would like to uh, note uh, that uh, Bobby Caldwell. Why? Well, yes, of okay. course. Yes. The Bobby Caldwell, yes. Uh-huh. The Bobby Caldwell Next is, month. Good, is very good, yes. Okay. Uh, so what I'm saying is uh, uh-huh. every time you come to this, yes, I probably put on the Asian voice. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I go, uh, deeper, darker secret, something uh. like that. Oh, okay. But this time oh. it's a indiscriminate, some sort of strange accent that oh. may be European or not. I see. So I like a deeper, darker secret. Okay. <laughs> it still sounds... It sounds like a little Transylvanian Asian. Transylvanian. Yes. Okay. Translation. That's right. my translation. I, oh, all right. So th- is that what the one you want first? Is oh, deep dark secret? secret? Okay. I didn't even ask, but there Ancient you go. Ancient Chinese secret. Are you ready? Yes. Don't look over my shoulder. I'm not. All right. That's not me looking over your shoulder. B- better not be. All right. Once again, we go to those fine folks at crazydaysandnights.net. It is uh, the best place for Hollywood blind items. Are you ready? Yeah. One of the longest held secrets in Hollywood was known by just a handful of people. I was never one of those people. Even as the secret was passed down to a second and then a third generation, I still never knew. It was not until the last week of April that I was told the secret and that it was okay to talk about it now because the subject of the secret had been killed in an auto accident. That was kind of fitting considering that that is how he died the first time. He was a plus list that first time. The entire world loved him and adored him and he hated every second of it. He wanted no part of it. So with the help of a police chief who thought the world of him and a rival studio head who was willing to do anything to not watch those big box office numbers he put up, they got to work. The studio chief got some set designers and stump people and they created a car wreck. The police chief donated a body from the morgue no one was going to claim so they could bury a body and it was all set. The studio chief signed a contract with the actor and it basically paid him about $1,500 a week for his entire life. 
and boy did he live a long life. When he was killed north of the border in an auto accident in April, he was 95 or 96 depending on whether you used his Canadian or American birth certificate. For much of the past 60 some odd years he had lived in a remote section of that northern country, but in the past few years moved to a much larger city so he and his wife could be closer to medical care. Being 95 or 96 didn't stop his love of driving though, and his wife loved being with him when he did. She was with him in the car when they were hit by a tractor trailer. His wife is expected to make a full recovery. I'm clueless. You don't have any guesses. Uh, <clears throat> James Dean. It is James Dean. <laughs> Excellent, Dave. So what do you think about this deep, dark secret? This is a bullshit. <laughs> this one bullshit? Uh, That's ridiculous. The death of Hollywood actor James Dean occurred on September 30th, 1955, near Colame, California. Dean had previously competed in several auto racing events and was traveling to a sports car racing competition when his car crashed at the junction of California State Route 46 and California State Route 41. I've been there. He was 24 years old. You've been there? Yeah, that's uh, that's Southern California inland. That's like Southern California east of... uh, Maybe it's like east of like Ohio or something. I see. Oh. All right. That that far south. I see. Uh, So... What do you so you honestly think? Oh, it's bullshit. What, they just made up everything. They just made up everything. They bought out the whole town. The witnesses. The, the it was not like he just went off the road. He was involved in like a head-on or something, right? Am I mistaken? I mean, there was the the person who hit him survived in their their vehicle. On sub- uh, Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay. James Dean's mechanic was with him. He's, the guy's still alive or was recently. Right? He's driving with him in the car. That guy survived the crash. Am I confusing stories? On September 30th, 1955, Dean and his Porsche factory trained mechanic, yeah, Rolf... Sorry. Rolf Wutherick, yeah, were at Competition Motors in Hollywood preparing the Little Bastard for the weekend sports car races at Salinas. Hey, you don't got to call him that. Dean originally intended to tow the Porsche behind his Ford station wagon. Is it Porsche or Porsche? Yeah, it depends on where you're from or from. Okay. Driven by Hickman and accompanied by professional photographer Sanford H. Roth, who was planning a photo story of Dean at the races for Collier's Magazine. Well, all I'm saying is, go on. on. Okay. At 3.30, Dean was stopped by the California Highway Patrolman O.V. Hunter at Mettler Station on Wheeler Ridge, just south of Bakersfield, for driving 65 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. You can't drive 55. Hickman, following the spider in the Ford with the trailer, was also ticketed for driving 20 miles an hour over the limit as the speed limit for all vehicles towing a trailer was 45 miles per hour. They were strict back then. After receiving the citations, Dean and Hickman turned left onto uh, State Route 166 to avoid going through Bakersfield's slow 25-mile-per-hour downtown district. Word. 
At approximately 5.45 p.m., a black-and-white 1950 Ford Tudor driven at high speed was headed east on Route 466, just west of the junction near Shandon. Its driver, 23-year-old U.S. Navy veteran and Cal Poly student Donald Turnipseed. Oh, Shandy. (laughs) Made a left turn onto Route 41, heading north toward Fresno. Yeah, now, they just said what the... This is just, this is what happened. Sometimes it is what it is. As Turnip Seeds Ford crossed over the center line, Dean, clearly seeing an imminent crash, apparently tried to steer the spider in a sliding step racing maneuver, but with insufficient time and space, the two cars collided almost head on. A witness, John Robert White, reportedly saw the spider smash into the ground two or three times in cartwheels and landing in a gully beside the shoulder of the road. Now, why don't they just do away with these gullies? The velocity of the impact sent... I think the gullies are for for rain or something, yeah. Yeah, Without the gully, the road will wash out. Uh, The velocity of the impact sent the much heavier Ford broadsliding 39 feet down Route 466 in the opposing lane. You know... The collision was witnessed by several passersby who stopped to help. Yeah, a they just brought them all off. With nursing experience, attended to Dean and detected a weak pulse in his neck. But according to the woman, death appeared to have been instantaneous. So, what What if they were all bought off? Well, I mean, that's everyone has that opinion. Do you I think that it's impossible to buy off? Uh, it looks like what? Why buy, eight wait, people, baby? Why would we do this? What are we doing this for? You're doing it for, and the other thing is, is that these are witnesses, but maybe that's not what happened. Wait, that's true, but tell me something. Why do we want James Dean out of the picture so badly? James Dean wanted out of the picture so badly. He didn't like the fame. Look, look at what happens when you're famous now. There's cancel culture. People are up your ass all the time. Ridiculous. So maybe he was not that guy. Maybe he got a little taste of fame and was like, you know what? I'm out of here. how much power did he have? He He was a box office... uh, the leader of the box office, basically. So someone from the movie industry would have had to have had this. He's the, he didn't own the movies. He was a pawn in the movie industry. So someone who, like Goldwyn Meyer or something, would have would have arranged this. No, it said in the blind that a the, the head of a rival studio was happy to help. Oh, Jesus. To keep him out of movies. They should just make an animated version of this story, and it could be a Batman comic. So you're you're on a, a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being absolutely true. You're giving this a what? I'm giving this a 1. What? And I'm also giving Ghost Brothers a 1. Okay, this is not about Ghost Brothers. Oh, Let's sorry. save that I for February. Wanna, I will hit you, baby. <laughs> Ghost Brothers is no part of this show today. <clears throat> That shit is fake like a motherfucker. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you, David. Uh, yeah, I can't give any credence to this. this is a, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, if you are telling me this is true, mm-hmm. well, then let's see. Let's see the evidence. Let's see the wife. She's making a full recovery. What she got to say about this? I don't know if it's a wife that he had, you know, he's had all, it might be a new wife. I don't know. And you think that James Brown, I mean. Dave, why are you, why you are, you're fixated with black people today. You're telling me that James Dean Uh could have a 24 year old weirdo Uh who clearly was mentally disturbed. 
I, I don't know that. Well, they, no one acts as well as he does. That's another deep, dark disturbed. secret, I guess. The motherfucker was mentally disturbed. All right. Now, you think he's just going to be able to stay out of the limelight? I'm surprised he didn't write limelight with Getty Lee and Rush. The man was all over the place. Racing, acting, crying, having sex with Marlon Brando. Who knows what the man was up to? He's not going to stay in Canada his whole life and just disappear. What? They put him on an island, the James Dean Island? And he just goes, what, he gets his food delivered every day? He never goes out? The most popular actor in the world, isn't that what he would put on a beard? Yeah, but if you're, if in 1955 you move to a, a very northern and secluded uh, place in Canada, uh, who, who would even see you? I mean, look at uh, Rich Voss's wife. Yuck. She, you know what I mean? No, she never left the area she didn't know what the hell was going on in, in the world until she took a bus trip to Edmonston or well, whatever. Well, you do have a point there. They yeah. might not have had TV. I mean, yeah. But then again, he wasn't really time, on TV. He would, was on you movies. You would hear rumors throughout the 70s and 80s and 90s that James Dean is still alive. Is that a thing? Or is this just out of the Maybe book? it was so well done. Maybe it was something that no one questioned. This is a case for Terrence Howard. Okay. Get David, the ice, get the lollipops and ice cream. Okay, Dave. Huh? I'm just gearing up to next great, I, the great I, month of February. I see, I see that. Well, next now, the, it's the uh, shortest month too. Now, you think that's a coincidence? I don't know, it's Dave. That's a, a terrible they joke. They cropped the days out of the photo. Okay, that Dave. Black African af- activist was cropped David, out of the month of February. David. What? We are doing... I've told you my opinion, James Dean. Okay, that, then, that is bullshit, Then man. you stop and stop it, stop, stop, and All we right. go on to the next All thing. Right. Go on. You choose this one. No, that's not the way the oh. show works. Well, I got to think of an accent. Uh, well, then you have all the time in the world to think of an accent. All right, I got one. So, so far, we've done Deep Dark Secrets, and we have left Conspiracies or Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, well, unsolved mysteries is terrible because it's unsolved, so we can just speculate. That's not, that doesn't make it terrible. Oh, sorry. Okay, let's go with conspiracies. God, I hate you right now. <laughs> I'm. Ch- you know what I mean? Yeah. I, t- I say, come to the show. You don't have to do any preparation at all. I, am, I will I do totally it all. I'm totally unprepared. I, I did my job. Yeah, but <laughs> you're also shitting upon me. All right. Don't make me start to talk about Resty Stop. Ugh. How about Resty Stop? It's his uh, resting place. What did you say? Conspiracies or unsolved mysteries? Oh, the conspiracy. Perhaps the 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 greatest conspiracy, JFK, the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on the world. Houdini. Global warming. Glacier National Park removing those signs around the park, stating all the glaciers would be melted by 2020. Glacier National Park spokesperson Gina Kurtzman says since the early 2000s, scientists have reflected and analyzed data stating glaciers would be receding by 2020. She says the latest research shows shrinking, but in ways much more complex than was thought 20 years ago. Are you real concerned about uh, this global warming? I'm only concerned about the incredible frenzy and hype for something that's a total myth. That concerns me a lot because uh, people are going hysterical about it. It's amazing to me how uh, upset so many people are and how many billions of dollars apparently our governments are going to spend of our tax dollars to combat something that isn't real.
It is the biggest lie since people thought the Earth was at the center of the universe. And this is as bad a thing that has happened to science in the history of science. This is a threat, and it runs right through the whole so-called progressive social sciences as well as the hard sciences. It's taking over science, and it's taking it over with superstition and, and as I say, a kind of toxic combination of religion and political ideology. There is no truth to this. It is a complete hoax and a scam. There's no climate emergency. Climate science should be less political. Natural as well as anthropogenic factors cause warming. Warming is far slower than predicted. Climate policy relies on inadequate models. CO2, carbon dioxide, is plant food, the basis of all life on Earth. If it wasn't for carbon dioxide, there would be no life on Earth, because that is what plants use to make sugars with carbon dioxide and water, which is the ed energy basis for all of life on Earth. As a scientist, I know that global warming doesn't really exist at all in any sense of significance, and that we have nothing to worry about. I sincerely hope this statement will offer young people some peace and comfort. While I respect the desire of so many young people and children to stand up for something, I see that some people are, are literally frightened into paralyzing anxiety. That's not how children should live their lives. See, I told you my, my last rampant ranting would relate to what we're talking about. You, I believe, are ranting about Terrence, Howard, and lollipops and ice cream. Well, How does that... Before that, uh -huh. I was talking about the black African activist who was cropped out of the photo. Now, oh, what is that? The AP photo? Who I, You know, I don't know why they cropped her out. I don't know why they took a photo over in the first place. That's what I'm saying. Okay? Well, oh, David. <laughs> yeah, not mad, but I, I'm just saying the woman, she's ugly. David! What? She has a five head. She's uh, no Robin Quivers. Okay, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> she is no Robin Quivers. She is not attractive, but neither is that weird Greta weird girl. Yuck. Who looks like a uh, oh, oh, I just female got a text Popeye. About her. You got a text? Apparently, she's a robot. Oh, okay. And she's first been featured in a uh... <sighs> small wonder. No, yeah, I gotta get my phone. We'll. I should... Okay. This relates. Hold on a second. I'm, all right. Why do I think this text is from Colin? It is. Okay. All right. Is there an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie named The Sixth Day? Yes. Apparently, our friend thinks that in the movie, there's a creepy lifelike doll that Arnold buys for his kid. And it looks exactly like her. Hold on, I will look Let's it up. this together right now, sorry. <laughs> well, it does have that weird pug nose and the... Uh, people are saying it's fetal alcohol uh, syndrome. When, you're, when your parents great. drink too much alcohol, you have the same sort of look, which is that weird pug nose and that... Uh, I don't know what that thing is that that's under your nose, whatever this thing is. That oh, dip. Oh, uh, hair lip. No, it's not a hair lip. You cleft. 
palate. What? No, whatever the skin, where the skin Dipple. dips above your lip there, uh, right the, under uh, your nose. I forgot what that's called. Well, anyway, those kids don't have it. It's just like smooth. Mm. So that's the fetal alcohol syndrome. But anyway, we are talking about the global warming hoax. Okay. Not necessarily about Greta, but she's part of it. To be to be clear. All right. But do you remember uh, some 15 years ago or so, Al Gore came out with a documentary, The Inconvenient Truth. From Paramount Classics comes a film that has shocked audiences everywhere they've seen it. The Arctic is experiencing faster melting. If this were to go, sea level worldwide would go up 20 feet. This is what would happen in Florida, around Shanghai, home to 40 million people. The area around Calcutta, 60 million. Here's Manhattan. The World Trade Center Memorial would be underwater. Think of the impact of a couple hundred thousand refugees, and then imagine a hundred million. We have to act together to solve this global crisis. Our ability to live is what is at stake. I believe he won maybe an Oscar or was certainly nominated at least. And, yeah. you know, it was the talk of everything. Well, I understand. We were, it, we were in for a shit storm. Uh, now we know that everything he predicted, every single thing he predicted in this documentary that had everyone up in arms uh, was wrong. Every single thing. Um, the rising sea levels... The increased tornadoes, the new ice age in Europe, the southern Sahara drying up, the massive flooding in China and India, the melting of the Arctic, the polar bear extinction, temperature increasing. Oh, where have all the insects gone, man? <laughs> the world would be in a true planetary, planetary emergency within a decade unless drastic actions taken to reduce greenhouse gases that never happened right never happened none of it ever happened the person who founded greenpeace says that global warming is a hoax pushed by corrupt scientists hooked on government grants who is this person greenpeace co-founder and former president of greenpeace canada patrick moore described the cynical and corrupt machinations fueling the narrative of anthropocentric global warming and climate change uh, in a Wednesday interview on Sirius XM's Breitbart News Tonight. Well, fear is, uh, is, has been used all through history to gain control uh, of people's minds and wallets and, and all else. And the climate catastrophe is strictly a fear campaign. Well, fear and guilt. You f you're afraid you're killing your children because you're driving them in your SUV and emitting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, and you feel guilty for doing that. And there's, there's no stronger motivation than those two. And so you've got the green movement creating stories that instill fear in the public. You've got the media uh, echo chamber fake news uh, repeating it over and over and over again to everybody that they're killing their children. 
And then you've got the green politicians who are buying scientists with government money to produce fear for them in the form of scientific-looking material. And then you've got the green businesses, the rent seekers and the uh, crony capitalists who are taking advantage of massive subsidies, huge tax write-offs, and government mandates requiring their technologies uh, to to, uh, make a fortune on this. And then, of course, you've got the scientists uh, who who are uh, willingly uh, getting, they're basically hooked on government grants. And when they talk about the 97% that are consensus on climate change, first, that's a completely ridiculously false number. But most of the scientists, or put it in quotes, scientists, uh, who are pushing this catastrophic theory are getting paid by public money. Most of what these so-called scientists are doing is simply producing more fear so that politicians can use it to control people's minds. So this is the thing that has kind of Believe me, I got caught up in the, oh my God, we're going to die stuff, you know, years ago, because for whatever reason, it's, I guess it wasn't as clear to me back then that the liberals really controlled all the news. Um, So it it just, you kind of, you thought it was news, or at least when I was younger and I was impressionable and naive, I thought it was news. I don't know if you really did or not. Yeah. But if you if you stop and think about claims that this planet is four billion years old or four and a half billion years old that is many many years and the the climate those temperatures that we have been recording only a couple hundred years so who's to say that the earth this ancient thing doesn't have swings in climate naturally that might be thousands or millions of years it might heat up over the course of a million years to the point where everything on it on the planet dies and then it cools back down and then life begins again we we might not be the first and only civilizations that have lived on this planet you understand where i'm coming from yeah so this global warming and when you when you start this is the thing with the left and liberals. They um, they don't ever think big picture. And e- even more so now, recently, it's so, they're, they're, it's just me, me, me. How does this affect me? How, you know what I mean? What can you do for me? Well, I want my free stuff. that's been happening since the post-60s. That's true. I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. So, uh, but mostly I'm okay. The, the, there's a huge, huge picture here. And the picture is, is that the, the scant amount of years that we have been recording temperature doesn't mean shit. Well, I don't doubt it. It's not even a drop in the, in the ocean. It's not, it doesn't mean shit. All I know years. is we had a year left of water in California. Yeah. And then two years later, the drought is over. Of course. Oh, and guess what? Now it's on again. Dude, it's the the planet is going to churn on with or without us. Earth a plastic. 
Earth plus plastic. Environmentalists don't give a shit about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are fucked. <laughs> Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. Been here four and a half billion years. Do you ever think about the arithmetic? Planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? that somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun. The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet, the planet, the planet isn't going anywhere. The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. <laughs> the earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the Earth. The Earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. <laughs> Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic. Assholes. George Carlin had it absolutely right. You know, when I saw Carlin, I felt like I was being lectured more than going to a comedy routine. That's okay. fine. It was good, but I didn't laugh. I laughed more in the 70s when I was listening to his albums. The time I saw motherfuckers talk about politics. That's all right, though. Yeah, no, I was all right, but I wish I had known I was going to a lecture and not a comedy show. Thank you much, Mr. Jo George Carlin. Let me tell you something. Uh -huh. Richard Pryor would have never done that. That's why we're featuring him on Black History Month. I did not realize we were featuring him on Black History Month. I guess yeah. you're making an you're making an announcement here where we are having a Black History Month type of uh, month of I, shows. I'm still working it all up. Okay. It's like a bad cough. Yes, a very bad cough. Um, anyway, so I just feel like. Well, what, where are we going with this? I'm telling you, it's a hoax. It's the conspiracy. I don't doubt it. What do you mean, where are we going with this? <clears throat> I don't know. I forgot. Was it a deep, dark secret? Is it a conspiracy? It's this a conspiracy. This is a conspiracy. This is the largest conspiracy 
right now. I like the guy who talks about it in form of uh, why no one would get a loan on the coast. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You know, are 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 the the oceans rising? Uh, are we all doomed? Then why are the the Obamas uh, buying property? On, you know, I think it was like Nantucket or something, they or love, Martha's Vineyard. They love the water. It's, but if 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 shit was dire, they would not be doing that. No one would be doing that. It's it's kind of, it's silly. It, but the problem is, is that this shit has been going on for a very long time. Yeah, I took some acid on uh, 1982 at Earth Day. Uh-huh. Okay, and that's when I realized it was a hoax. Oh, is that true? Yeah, but I'm not going to get into that now. Well, that's no, that's what story be for good. Black History. No. <laughs> God, I hate you. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is our last episode because we're divorcing what right I, after. What I'm saying is, uh-huh. Earth Day ain't nothing but a jive turkey day. Jive oh, turkey. Yeah. No, I mean I I I hear that. When I was a kid, we had something called new games. It was a it was games where nobody won. Are you serious? Yeah, you toss a ball around in the air, a big ball, and float it up in the air, and everybody pushes it. And nobody wins because there's no score kept in these games. The objective of the games wasn't to win. These are called new games. This is what this is the dawning of the this is the dawning of the era of a new generation. And it's called what we're dealing with now. This the, the seeds were planted post 1960s. I was a child of this nonsense. Yeah. Ugh. New games. Uh, another new game. Uh, fall back and make sure you trust your partner. They'll they'll catch you. Just fall back. No, no, you got the, the game is to have trust. Is that true? Yes, it's a new game. New games. See, and the thing is, is that you got an education that was paid for. It wasn't even a public education. You got That's right. We paid to educate myself. You like paid to but go see, to some sort of crazy liberal socialist but the thing is, private. If I hadn't yes. gone to this kind of a school, uh-huh. I wouldn't have known both sides of the coin. Yeah, but you didn't know both sides of the coin. Well, it takes a while. Anyway, everybody, if you're a Democrat when you, uh, or a liberal when you're young, you're, you're normal. If you're a liberal when you're old, you're demented. Yes, that's true. I agree with that. So everybody gets hit once at some point. So, I mean, that's why I kind of, at some point, like if someone's trying to argue with me on Twitter, I, I think of that. I think, well, clearly if they're arguing you know like this and they have 37 emojis in their name and they're you know i just i just stop responding because i i figure they're mentally ill and it's well, just, why it's, would the, why you can't teach an old dog new tricks sometimes no but you should this is the thing as you get older things should make more sense you, you should can't be able expect to arlo guthrie to come around that motherfucker's died in the wool hippie yeah but he's he, that's true but he's also in a bubble that's that's he's well, in that's, a bubble. You know, that uh, being in a bubble makes life easier. It does make life easier, but sometimes you have to. You, this is the thing: if you really care about everything around you, and you you have to start thinking beyond yourself, and that's where I think it's very difficult for some people that they they don't start thinking about anyone but themselves. It's it's difficult. It's you know you you're number one, right? Number but one. When you start, when you are able to open your mind and open your way of thinking to a, a way larger picture um, than just me, me, me. It's like, it's it's scary, but there's so many things that are out there on that level. 
Yeah, everybody got to come across their own terms. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some people never do, and those same people that never do also are so willing to fall for this climate hoax that is so clear. You, there's just no way of determining. Oh, well, the scientists say. Those, those fucking scientists, again, this is only something that's 100 years old in the span of a 4.5 billion year life, uh, li- or lifetime of this planet. It's nothing. It's not even a wink. It doesn't matter. This, all of it, it's just because they're not big picture. They're just, no, the scientists tell us, fuck the scientists. Science is new. Science is not thousands and thousands and millions of years old. It's new. So, yeah, it's, it's, I, I find it, you know, yeah, maybe we're on a swing up, maybe we're on a swing down, or maybe this is just the way it is. And maybe the cycles are, you know, we have four seasons a year, but maybe eventually we have three seasons a year, and maybe that happens every million years or every billion years. Who the fuck knows? It's not a thing. It's just not a thing. And I have a clip, you know, I posted on Twitter sometimes. It's from 1957-58. It's from a radio uh, or a television play. And so we might have a white Christmas. That's right. This doesn't seem like Christmas somehow, you know, unless it's white. That's right. Still, we don't seem to get the big snows we used to. And that's right. It just seems to come down in slush now. 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 Probably got something to do with the bomb. Hey, that's right. They have always looked for something to blame. Weather change on. I don't understand why. The guy who founded the Weather Channel, uh, he said it was a hoax. So you're not in a panic over uh, the icebergs melting and the sea levels rising? And I promise you, 20 years from today, I'll be the one that's laughing. The icebergs, the ice caps at the poles are not going to melt. The oceans are not going to flood the coast. People are not going to die. We're not going to have global climate change that cuts off the food supply. We're not going to have thousands of species eliminated as they lose their habitat. None of these things is going to happen. Uh, the, the earth is going to, the climate is going to change with cycles of the sun and with ocean currents. And we're all going to do just fine. Well, I saw a white man uh, destroying Mother Nature, okay? Killing Mother Nature. That sounds like something Neil Young would say. That is, that, ladies and gentlemen, our next game, things that Neil Young would say. <laughs> uh, One of the things would be, hey, Rick, did you steal my towel? I haven't watched that in a week. I just want you to know. Did he say that? Yeah, because him and Rick James were roommates back in 1968. I see. Hey, Rick, don't use that towel. Ew. Okay. That's gross. All right. So we have done (laughs) Deep Dark Secrets and we have done conspiracies. And now it is time for the unsolved mystery portion. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The shadow. Today's unsolved mystery is Bigfoot. Holy cow. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. 
Indians call him Sasquatch. They believe he is as gentle as he is powerful and mysterious. He's been seen many times in the rugged mountains and deep woods of the Pacific Northwest. The encounters have not always been peaceful. In 1924, a small group of men were working a mine in a canyon near Mount St. Helens in Washington. One night, the miners took their weapons inside and bolted the door. They thought they were secure for the evening. Outside, something strange was happening. The cabin was under attack. Boulders rained on the roof, and someone, or something, was trying to break in. The miners later described their attackers as large, hairy apes. The siege lasted several hours. The miners escaped injury that night. The area now known as Ape Canyon is one of the many places in the Northwest where man continues his hunt for this elusive creature we call Bigfoot. Many people do not believe in Bigfoot, but a lot of people do. And some of them feel they must kill it to prove it exists. Now, Bigfoot was not a Yeti, was he? In North America folklore, Bigfoot or Sasquatch are said to be hairy, upright, walking, ape-like creatures that dwell in the wilderness and leave footprints. Depictions often portray them as a missing link between humans and human ancestors or other great apes. I just want to say, if I was a writer for SNL back in the 70s, I would have come up with the character name Helen Yeti, okay? And she would be a very hairy <laughs> folk singer. <laughs> yeah, Helen Yeti. That's very that good. She should have been. Uh, she should have appeared on that Lemmings uh, album. That would have been great. Very yes. That would have been very fun. very good, Dave. I get, that's you. a that's a ten out of ten. I like that one. Uh, anyway, uh, they are strongly associated with the Pacific Northwest, particularly Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia, and individuals claim to see the creatures across North America. Oh yeah. Over the years, these creatures have inspired numerous commercial ventures and hoaxes. The plural nouns Bigfoots and Bigfeet are both in use. Now, I think the most known uh, coverage of it would have to be uh, Leonard Nimoy's In Search Of. That, yes, and that was centered around the Patterson-Gimlin video. I don't know what that is. That's the that's the most famous. Is that uh, from the Pacific Northwest? That's the the Patterson Gimlin footage is the most famous uh, footage. It's that old film footage from the '60s, I guess, where it's kind of walking across the uh, where it's kind of walking across the uh, tundra. The frozen tundra. That's usually what comes after walking across. Here, this is the Patterson Gimlin footage. Um, there since Bigfoot got really huge, and I guess in the seventies, right? Yeah, that's when it really started getting huge. Maybe that's... it was in search of. It was this footage. Uh, it was um the six million dollar man, right? Yes. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's classic. And there was also uh the legend of Boggy Creek, which was my first. 
That was my first introduction to Bigfoot. Here in this primitive river bottom wilderness in southern Arkansas, along with deer, duck, crane, and beaver, lurks a creature that walks upright. Whether it is a man, a monster, or a myth, no one really knows. What we do know is the people around Falk, Arkansas, say they have seen such a creature nearly 250 times since 1954. And that this creature, whatever it is, emits one of the most terrifying sounds ever recorded. I wasn't sure what the movie was about, but it had the legend of, and even when I was little, I was kind of into legends, like, you know, like, you know, fairy tales type of thing. So I, I had no idea, but I know I begged my parents to go take me to see the legend of Boggy Creek, and they did at a drive-in, and I could not sleep for years <laughs> but because uh, the legend of boggy creek was the first kind of mockumentary they used uh real people from that town um there was a real kind of uh i guess myth in that area so it was but they made a story up to go to go along with it and it's it scared the shit out of me but bigfoot bigfoot is everyone Every country has a Bigfoot, whether it's a Yeti or some other thing. Every country has one. Oh, Scotland's got a Loch Ness monster. I don't. This, this is not about the Loch Ness monster. Oh, you mean they have their own Bigfoot in Scotland? Uh, I don't know if they do or not, but the almost. Let's say almost. Let's put it this way: every continent has Bigfoot. All put right. it that way, if that's if that's better for you. So what do you think? What do you personally think about Bigfoot? Hell of a guy. Just don't get in his way. Uh-huh. Uh, I never dealt with Bigfoot. You, what do you mean? You never got somewhat I've interested? I've seen Little Feet. Uh-huh. Okay. After Lord George. Right. Bigfoot? Uh-huh. I have never witnessed that. No, not many people have actually witnessed a Bigfoot, Dave. I'm not asking if you've actually seen Bigfoot. Uh, I would think that after 20-some-odd years together, you would have probably hipped me to that at some point. I'm asking what you think about the Bigfoot phenomenon. Bigfoot phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I tend to think it's a misunderstood thing that people are seeing. So I don't doubt that possibly some people have seen something, and I do believe that other people make up stuff. So I'd say it's 75% fake, 25% real, but the real is undocumented and cannot be verified as to what it really is. That's what I'd say. 25% people think that it's actually something. 75% making it up for whatever reason. And of those 25%, none of it is documented. So you just think that this, this started somewhere, the legend of Bigfoot started somewhere, and... Uh, it just has been snowballing. Snowballing. Let me give you a little bit of a history. Uh, okay, so that Patterson Gimlin film is from 1967. Um, the legends predate the name Bigfoot. They differ in their details, both regionally and between families in the same community. Yeah, the Anunnaki. <laughs> it, 
Ecologists Robert Pyle says that the most cultures says that most cultures have accounts of human-like giants in their folk history, expressing a need for some larger-than-life creature. Each language has its own name for the creatures featured in the local version of such legends. Many names meant something along the lines of wild man or hairy man, although other names described common actions that it was said to perform, such as eating clams or shaking trees. Ew. Chief Michelle of the... Oh boy. Nyakapumix... Nope. Nyakapumix... That sounds... Alaskan. It's... uh, At Lytton, British Columbia, said that they named a creature uh, Salishan which means the benign-faced one. So I'm going to name my next album Salishan. Okay, that would be great. It's going to be mystical. Members of the Lumi, I guess it's another tribe, tell tales about their version of Bigfoot, uh, Tsemequis. That's my guess. The stories are similar to each other in general description, but details differed among various family accounts concerning the creature's diet and activities. So we're talking, you know, Native American. The folklore. Native American, but the, so do you not trust them? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I don't trust them. Why is that? Give me back my towel. No, but seriously, uh-huh. what I'm saying is uh, there's only so many themes in nature. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't there only be so many themes in culture? Why? What makes you think just because you think of something, someone else ain't also thinking of something? We all have human brains to work with and the nature around us. Well, it's true, but in the Indian and the Native American Indian times in the 1800s, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't some internet superhighway or telephones. Like for them each to individually have their own version of this doesn't it make it seem like perhaps then it was around something Something, walked upright something something happened that Uh they uh something happened Mm -hmm. some people did some things Mm -hmm. uh so there was a whole bunch of different uh some regions Versions tell of uh, threatening creatures um, where children were warned against saying even the name. Lest well, the monsters that sounds them. like something you would tell your kid to control them. Okay. I mean, yes, but why you would you... Have seen the M. Night I understand that, but why What's would... What's that called? The town? Oh, my God. The village? Yes. The East Village, other? All right. Why would people in different areas, though... Like, why, this is what I'm saying. Why would Indian tribes in different areas who have no communication with one another have the same type of giant hairy thing because as the bad guy? The same reason that in nature patterns repeat themselves uh-huh. in, all di- in all sizes in, in all different areas. So you think, that, why wouldn't it be a huge hairy thing? Why would the rear end of an animal have some things on them that look like eyes and a face staring at you to scare people away. Mm-hmm. Why would those two... Why? You know what I mean? Nature only has so many patterns it can reuse. It's like a Jimi Hendrix song. You know what I mean? He's got some riffs and, you know, they recirc- we got to recycle the riffs. You only got so... Everybody only got so many riffs. That's There's it. only so many riffs in nature and there are only so many riffs in your head. All right. So everybody's going to come up with a variety of these riffs being that we're in nature and we're human. 
So you only got so much to play with, and then you start playing with it. And they have their own varieties of what they, what happens. Just like there's a, you know, just like the, the, what is that called? When a pattern repeats itself indefinitely inside of itself? Is that a fractal? Yeah. Everything's a fractal. I see. Motherfucking fractal up in this bitch. We need to learn about numerology to see what's going on. Well, is then that where we Terrence can... Howard comes in? Well, exactly. The okay. new geometry is going to clear us up as to what Bigfoot is. I see. I'm, you know, that actually makes sense. <clears throat> the, this is the thing. Uh-huh. You can't see the trees from the forest, or the forest from the trees, rather. Whatever the fuck it is. Fool me once. You can't, you can't when you partner it, you can't see it. You need to get, gain some distance to see it. But if you can see the patterns, you got to talk to Terrence. He'll fill you in. Less menacing versions have also been recorded, such as one in 1840 by, by Elkanah Walker, a Protestant missionary who recorded stories of giants among the Indians living near Spokane, Washington. The Indians said that these giants lived on and around the peaks of nearby mountains and stole salmon from the fishermen's nets. The Indians ate peyote. Okay. I don't know that there was peyote in Spokane. Peyote. Uh-huh. They, call it, they called it peyote, okay. <laughs> which it, is um, Latin for... Did you just say Aladdin? Which is Latin oh. for peyote. Uh-huh. In the 1920s, Indian agent J.W. Burns compiled local stories and published them in a series of Canadian newspaper articles. They were accounts told to him by the... Oh, boy. Uh, Alice, I'm not, you know what? By the local Indians... <laughs> And other regional tribes, and they maintained that Sasquatch were real. Hey, now. They were offended by people telling them that the figures were legendary. According to all accounts, the Sasquatch preferred to avoid white men and spoke the Lillouette language of the people at Port Douglas, British Columbia, at the head of Harrison Lake. These accounts were published again in 1940. Burns borrowed the term Sasquatch from the Halcomelum tribe, and used it in his articles to describe a hypothetical single type of creature portrayed in the local stories. So this is the thing. These are Indian tribes that uh, may or may not have contact with each other. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I feel like, I feel like this could be a thing. Yeah. I feel like it could be a thing. I feel like maybe there aren't so many anymore or maybe there aren't any anymore but look animals come and go all the time as far as being extinct again it's that that pattern you know like well, oh this animal's were, going extinct they were around then they ain't around now that i can't prove or disprove that i mean there's a lot of areas in canada that are just you know even montana it's just woods it's just woods it's just forest and mountains yeah has anybody ever seen a real-life Wookiee? Anyway, um, some scientists typically attribute sightings either to hoaxes or to a bear. Well, I mean, it's possible. You think they think it's just a bear? Yeah, they think it's just a bear that's maybe up on two feet or something. or you know. Yeah, I mean, them Indians wasn't so educated. No, this is... I mean, I would think that I, I would think that Native Americans would know what a bear looked like. That's true, but then you get the peyote going. Before you know it, you got some sort of 
half man, half bear thing. I'm not sure that the peyote was up in Spokane at the time. So I'm, I don't know if... I'll tell you something. You, you got psychedelic mushrooms up there. Maybe. The thing is, is that if it's... If it was a bear, say there are bears that there was a kind of bear that walked upright. Mm. The face, the face would be, they would know, they could recognize a bear face, right? Yes, you would think so. So that Patterson-Gimlin uh, footage, is that what it's called? Patterson-Gimlin film mm -hmm. from 1967. There are people that have put that through some some testing. Yeah. And they cannot disprove it. They cannot, in their mind, it is not a suit. Really? Yeah. Uh, something about the way the um, the legs move during the walk and the swing of the arms. But definitely, it's the, the way the legs pick up. Something about it doesn't walk like a human. Like the legs, the knee moves in a weird way or something. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But they have uh, they have tried to duplicate the walk. And it's apparently you, you you just can't. So I think I think the this is uh, this wiki says the Patterson Gimlin film is an American short motion picture of an unidentified subject, which the filmmakers have said was Bigfoot. All right. Well, here's what I'd like to know. Okay. Show me the reel that it came from, mm -hmm. and what's before and after on the reel. How does it cut in and out of that footage? The footage was shot in 1967 in Northern California and has since been subjected to many attempts to authenticate or debunk uh, it. But what about the whole roll? I don't know. Let's see. You yeah, gotta see the master then, reel. Yeah, but Dave. Yeah, if you show me the tracks, I can show you where we are uh, cut and splice. But maybe it was only a 400 foot reel, you know, or maybe maybe it was a very short reel. Maybe that's the whole reel. They didn't I don't just go know. out there with that and that's it. No, mm -mm. they had to be filming before that. Let's they didn't see. just no. Uh, uh. Even if it wasn't from the same session, I don't think so. I I tend to doubt that that's just they happen to have a fresh load in there and that's what they got and then they stop. I don't. Know. Really? Hold on. Show me the unedited reel. One factor that complicates discussion of the Patterson film is that Patterson said he normally filmed at 24 frames per second, but in his haste to capture the Bigfoot on film, he did not note the camera setting. His Cine Kodak K100 camera had markings on its continuously variable dial at 16, 24, 32, 48, and 64 frames per second, but no click stops and was capable of filming at any speed at any frame speed within this range. In between? Yep. Patterson clearly told John Green that he found after the filming that the camera was set on 18 frames per second. It has been suggested that Patterson simply mis misread 16 as 18. So what happens then? That accounts for the odd movements? Yeah, I think they, the, 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 why it's not normal speed. I think that was a... Have they tried to duplicate it at 18? The Patterson-Gimlin film has seen relatively little interest from mainstream scientists. Statements of scientists who viewed the film at a screening or who, who conducted a study. Typical objections include neither humans nor chimpanzees have hairy breasts, as does the figure in the film. So, yeah, I was watching a video yesterday of a guy who has taken the film, mm -hmm. cleaned it up, you mm -hmm. know, put the uh, so it wasn't jumpy, made it smooth. Um, and then added color to it. So, it, you know, it looks really good. I will link it into into the show notes. Mm -hmm. 
But when he does that, you can see that this creature has boobs. It's not a male. It's a it's a female. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I'd have to see the footage. I would say that if you were going to buy a suit and fake something, you wouldn't say, hey, let's buy the female version or let's put together a female version and really fuck with people. I just don't think that in 1967, people were thinking that way. Who says it's a female version? I have to see that. It has boobs. I'm, do you want me to show it to you? Yeah. I can't come to a conclusion otherwise. Oh, Oh, here. You gotta come stand here, though. Okay. It's a big, heavy boob. Did you see it? It's hard. But it's there. And also, if you see this video... It looks like this thing is molting. I don't know if I had a, if you had a, uh, we're going to film a suit. You'd be like, let's make it look like it's molting. I think it's some fucking old hippies doing some shit there. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think this thing has boobs and I, I'm 1967 down. 1967 North, Northern California. Uh-huh. You know what that is? That's called Axel Maxwa. Uh-huh. Okay. That's a Grateful Dead, man. All right. Those dudes were on acid. That's fine. Fucking Owsley up there making belt buckles and tripping everybody out. So on a, on a scale from one to ten, do you believe that this is, uh, that Bigfoot is real? Uh, what was the other one that was on a scale of one to ten? The James Dean. Deep Dark Secret. I believe that this is more real than James Dean. You do. But uh, it's like I believe UFOs exist. But I don't believe they come from alien life. I see. They just don't know what they are. I see. So what on a scale from one to ten, what did you give this? A two. Really? You have you you are you think as humans we know everything about what's on this planet? No. Nope. But I don't. You think... have all the answers, and no. the answer is a hundred percent. There's no Bigfoot. Nah, all this time, Bigfoot would have come around at one point and done some damage to some buildings. He's something would have happened. It's not Godzilla. I mean, it's not. Uh, we King got Kong. hit by a car. Something or what? There's just uh, they don't exist anymore. There was fifteen and twenty of them back in the day. There is footage uh, of a Russian car. You know how they all have the mm-hmm. the cam, the dash cam? Yes. There's footage of a family hitting something that looks like a Bigfoot. Yeah, where'd it go? Well, it starts chasing the car and the people are screaming and freaking out. And then they try to stop the car and film it coming towards them. And then it comes too close and they take off again. Um, I will sh- I will link that in the show notes as well. It's um, it's very blurry, uh, but you, the people in the comments say that you know who speak Russian or whatever are like, no, these people are really scared. They're not faking it. I mean, there's there's some uh, they're it's bad. Well, they think that they think the situation is bad or dire, but I will link that as well. Uh, you're not going to convince me that it might not be true. And you know who else? Dave, wow. who is not convinced that Bigfoot is not real? Owen Benjamin. I mean, he would know. He lives up in that area, but no. Take a gander at this. 
I want to talk to you about something that uh, some would say is fictional, but you would say, hold up, we'd, we don't know for certain, and that's Bigfoot. You, <laughs> you, Everybody talks to me about I, I would. I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. I've met people who swear they've seen Bigfoot. And I think the interesting thing is every single continent, there is an equivalent of Bigfoot or Sasquatch. There's the Yeti, there's the Yari in Australia, there's the Chinese wild man, and, and on and on and on. And, you know, I've had stories from people who, you have to believe them. So there's something, I don't know what it is. I'm always open-minded. So there it is, Ms. Jane Goodall, who I, I think, I, l- let me tell you something. She should be a hero to everyone. Talk about dedicate your life to something. Yeah, she's crazy. She is David. Dedicate your life to gorillas. David. Yeah, come on, man. You yeah. think, when was the last time a gorilla dedicated his life to us? Okay, look, David. She goes forward, ain't back, ain't go backwards like firewire look thunderbolt. I think you are now embarrassed that you, are, you shat like, upon the Bigfoot uh, thing. And here we have this lovely woman, who woman is, spends the times around apes. So she would know. She would know if they're okay. This is the thing. Why, why do you giant unitis? Uh-huh. Why do you think that you? I'm telling you, is I feel Johnny Unitas. What about Johnny Unitas? Didn't he play Tarzan? Johnny Weissmuller. Yeah, that man. Uh huh. Johnny, Johnny Unitas. He was he a basketball or a football player? Johnny Weissmuller, and then I think no, Ron, Unitas. E- Ron Eli also played. Well, we just heard about Superman. him. His son just killed Ron not Eli's not mom. Not Superman. Wife. Wait, what? Uh, Ron Eli's son just just murdered Ron Eli's wife. That just happened. That's the shit we're dealing with, okay? They must be very old. Well, yeah, old enough to die. Okay. All right. Well, you have ruined this episode. No, no, of, no. I'm uh, just what? saying. Johnny Unitas. Uh-huh. Now that's a good name. He should have been one of the Jackson Five. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He should have been Jackson Unitas. I, I see. That doesn't. Uh... Unitas. That's a great last name. Now is he a black man or a Greek? I'm not looking up anything for you Johnny today. Johnny Unitas. Uh huh. Uh, what if he had tinnitus? Would he <laughs> be the first kid of Unitas tinnitus? Uh huh. Oh, good nitus. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds good to me. All right. So this has been... Wait, wait, we're done? I'm done with you, yes. I don't think we did uh, mysteries. Unsolved mysteries is Bigfoot. Wait, Uh we're only doing one of each? That's all we ever do, Dave, one of each. Oh, I feel like we need to go around again. (laughs) Well, you know what? Maybe next time, maybe when we do number five, we will go around again. But you, um, you have... So okay. I've shit upon all of these yes, things. Yes, thank you very much for being part Wait, of the program. Let me just cap this up. Uh-huh. Global warming. Yes. Well, that I agree with you. That is completely fake. Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Now, uh, Bigfoot. No, what was the one before that? James Dean. James Dean. Yes, the man was dead. But he's not in Canada. Well, not anymore. He's passed away in another car accident. And all the thing, uh-huh. fake thing about this. Uh-huh. James Dean was gay. So why would he have a wife? How do you know James Dean was gay? How do you know? Because he listened to Coldplay. Did not listen to Coldplay. What? He was in uh, Canada. He was playing in the cold. Okay, Dave. (laughs) No, but I'm serious. No, you're not. James Dean was a gay motherfucker. I don't think so. Look at him. Look at that man. That's the look of a gay boy. Uh, Dave. Huh? 
You know what? I should have I should have ended the show about five minutes ago. Yeah, if he died, do you want 20, everyone to was, hate us? If he had died, hate us, Johnny and Atus. If he had died at twenty-seven, uh, we could have been on another conspiracy, the like uh, twenty-seven okay. club, uh-huh. you know, or thirty-three like Christ. Uh-huh. But twenty-four, the man was still living. All right, that's why he decided I don't want to do this anymore. Please, I can't take the fame. I, people are knocking on my doors. I can't walk to the grocery store. I need to get the fuck out of here. It's not worth the money. And this other person said, you know what? I'm going to pay you 1500 bucks for the rest of your life, and let's get you the fuck out of here. And he was like, yep. And that's what happened. He went up to Canada where he lived to be 95 or 96. Amazingly long life in Canada. But his, uh, mo- they wanted to move closer to a medical facility, and that, that's what doomed them. Because that's where they got hit by the tractor trailer. Because I kind of felt like a final destination thing. Yeah, perhaps. But uh, I hope he had a nice long life in Canada. Perhaps he even saw a Bigfoot. Uh, all right. Maybe he saw a black face. Mm-hmm. That oh. was the mayor. That was the, that was the, what is he? The prime minister. Justin Trudeau. The prime minister. The son of Julie, of uh, Fidel Prime minister likes Fidel to dress Castro? up like Indian people. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. The son of Juan Castro. Yes. Fidel. Who's Juan Castro. Fidel Castro. Yeah. Who's Juan Castro? I don't know. That dude owes me 10 bucks. Okay. Anyway, this has uh, really been a terrible episode of Conspiracies, Unsolved Mysteries, and Deep Dark Secrets, though it was number four. Uh, if there's a number five, uh, I'm not sure at this point. Of course, I'm number five. Uh-huh. Number five. Uh-huh. Is someone number five? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I just wanted to say that we have merch. Dave, uh, last week I asked you to record a commercial for our merch link. What? What? Can you hand that to me, please? Uh, here it is. If you're on the perch, you need some merch. Ah. You don't want merch because that's bad weed from the 70s. I see. Oh, right. Okay, maybe it's from the 80s. Actually, into the 90s. What an amazing commercial for merch this is. Would you like some merch? I got some merch. Ugh, merch. All right. Well, I'm glad that everyone will be running to the website to click on our merch link now. Hey, we got some swag. Uh Uh-huh. Buy some of my swag. See, swag's good, but swag, now that's kind of like merch. Uh See what I'm saying? Merch is good. Merch is bad. I believe swag is Swag is is good, but swag is bad. Swag is free, Swag is merch. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is crazy. See what I'm saying? There's only so many patterns we can work with. Uh-huh. That's why merch and merch and swag and swag are so close. It is. It is why that, uh, yeah. Okay. So buy some oh. merch. I mean merch. Excellent. Uh, are you done now, Dave, with that, s- well, that superior my, commercial? That was my commercial. I loved it. It was, it was uh, riveting. Yes, it's sort of like an afternoon special. Anyway, you can head on over to middleagecoolkids.com. Uh, we have the links and videos that we talk about uh, during the show there. You can decide for yourself. Also, uh, you can listen to old stuff. You can find the other three conspiracy, uh, unsolved mystery, and deep dark secret episodes that we have Um I think Dave has shat on all of them, actually. Meatloaf and the Yeti. Now, that's something we should be talking about. That's a movie. Oh, I thought that was real. No. Because there's a kid who's still got his head stuck in the snow and his feet swinging around, waiting to get out of that snowbank. Uh-huh. He's been there ever since the movie. Okay. He's, he's still in that snowbank. 
Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we will see you next time, America. Pickerish.